0: it's the locked on flyers podcast for monday december 11th your daily dose of flyers news analysis and high quality content that was excited about that win at high altitude russ yeah things look good yeah we're gonna talk about the adjustments they made for that game plus get into our nemesis of the week
1: Your locked on
0: flyers your daily podcast on the philadelphia flyers
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at RMiriam. I'm here with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. You can find us over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, I uh, was a little bit hesitant when I heard that they were going with the 11 7 for the game in Colorado. And I was th- mostly upset because Ali Lixle wasn't going to get to play. And we've right. been talking about that, that we wanted him to get the ice time. He kind of got a bonus game in Arizona because of Ryan Paling being ill. Paling is still sick. Uh, but Lixel didn't get in. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, nah, this is like, could be the right way to go here. And it turned out right in the end, but with the high altitude, trying to balance out defenseman minutes out here, you know, you want to maybe a- allow for shorter shifts, allow for more rest in between, especially given the abs, potent offense and looking at your your defenseman and ice time um, i don't know that they got the balance exactly right in the end and maybe that was situational to the game in particular but i think that from a strategic standpoint it did make sense to me
1: to me it didn't only because if, if Stahl would have played like 12 minutes then when i would have said okay i get what you're doing here because then Sandheim would have played like 20 instead of 22. It would have balanced right. it better. What you're saying is true that things happen in the game. But again, these are steps that happen. And then you look back on it and you say, okay, so why was Lixel called up? And again, I'm looking at this negatively because I know he doesn't get in the game if Paling's not hurt. I don't know why he's not gotten in this game. So why should he get in the next game? But why is he up at all then? It's nice to get a reward because you're doing well. But actually playing regularly is the reward. That's what the reward's supposed to be.
0: Yeah, I just I think that for this particular game, I understand why they did it. And I think there were just factors within the game itself that prevented them from executing completely on the eleven seven strategy. So you expect them to be
1: in next game now that they've won?
0: I think so. I I think so. Assuming the Paling.
1: I don't know.
0: I'm not certain about it just because I don't know what the situation will be with Paling. And I think that they're going to prioritize putting Paling back in. Uh, But I think that all things being equal, they would try to get him in in this game against Nashville and get him a few more minutes. Uh, But I, I do think that the strategy was right. It was like how it panned out in execution that maybe could have been better, to your point, in terms of lowering Sandheim's minutes a little bit and upping Stahl's minutes a little bit just to to get that balance. But it turned out good for Travis Sandheim, that's for sure, in terms of this play in in the game. Um, I do want to touch on the other bit of practice-related news before we dig more into the game. Uh, they, they talked about having a sign up sheet to get some additional shooting help, which is something we've been talking about, you know, for a, over a year at this a point. year and a half.
1: Yeah. It's a long time. It's good that they're doing it, but he only mentioned two names. He only mentioned Owen Tippett and Tyson Forrester. Why not Cam York? Cam York's point shot needs a ton of work. He's got four goals. I know one of them, he just recently got off the rush. So that wasn't a shot. I see his shooting percentage is nine percent. Like he needs work at it. If he's going to be the point guy, he needs work. Why isn't he on the sign-up sheet? So, like, I still think, yes, it's fine that they're doing it now. But you were evaluating guys last year that needed it last year over the summer. Like again, there's plenty of development people in this building that should have, you know, should have been pushing for this harder. That's my feeling.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Um, I'm going to say better late than never. In, in it's this fine. Case. It's always
1: everything in life is better late than never. If you do something yeah. most of the time, yeah. it works most of the time.
0: I also think that other guys will take advantage of this. Um, he, he did mention Tippett and Forster just, you know, as far as the priorities in terms of maybe nudging them to do it a little bit more. Right. But uh, any anyone on the team is welcome to sign. Well, they all could do it. it. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe that now that that's out there in the media, like there'll be more guys signing up to do it and, and York will be one of them. So um, I, I do think that is a good sign overall. Uh, but yes, they should have been doing this a lot sooner. That's for yeah. sure. Getting back into this uh, fourth consecutive win for the Flyers against the Colorado Avalanche. There, there are two things here that I want to focus on. Number one, they really, I think, effectively use this combination approach of mm-hmm. blocking shots with solid neutral zone defense to try and stop the Avs' offense. We talked specifically about how they got beat versus the Rangers, and there was a risk for this again right. here. And I really think they did a good job of mitigating that.
1: Well, they mitigated the goals on the board, and Carter Hart did a lot of that. But they gave up a lot of shots, and I'm pretty sure the high danger chances were plentiful too. But again, to your, to your point, it all worked. Um, so I can't, you know, say too much about it. I could talk about the bad Coyotes goaltending because I, Coyotes, he's a former Coyote. Uh, I think the bad Colorado goaltending- yeah, it was on his
0: helmet, which they yeah, noticed during which, the game. The second
1: helmet that they brought in. Um, oh my God. That was funny. But that, you know, I do think that that derailed the team a bit, I do. And so I think there's there's a little bit of a mixed bag on that part. But what the Flyers were trying to do they did. It's just they're not going to get that many rebound chances against a lot of teams in this league. We have to you know, acknowledge that. Even against Nashville, Nashville's not a great team, but UC Saros isn't giving up that many rebounds, second, first and second chances. But all that said, they still buried them, so I give them credit for burying them. What the, There's a lot of hyperbole, though, right now with, with Travis Sanheim that I have to bring up. Is he doing better? He's doing better offensively. Is he doing better defensively? Not not so much, because, again, some people are like, oh, look, at, and it's nice to look at the offensive numbers. But if you want to look at the all around defenseman, like he's not at the point of like a headman or a Fox or anything. And so a part of it is going really well. And I'm judging him a little more harshly because he's a top pairing defenseman now. Just scoring points isn't enough.
0: Yeah. I will say, you know, we did talk a little bit about, you know, he had over 22 minutes of ice time in this one Torts even acknowledged it was too much. And they're trying to get his minutes down, um, you know, to get him solid rest over that Christmas break, but um, he only had one extra long shift all game. So that is a good. Well, they were all very,
1: that was a good job by the team because they knew that if guys were out there too long, it's, it's, poison in that mark, you know, with, with that air. So they were very good about that. The coaching, the entire coaching yeah. staff did a good job on that.
0: Yeah. I was very impressed with, you know, I did look at all the shift lengths yeah. and like very few extra long shifts in this game from anybody, but Travis, no, from anybody. Did, that's true. Yeah. So like Travis Sanheim in particular, to see that ice time getting managed a little better, I think will help him defensively in the long run. Well, right? well question,
1: because there's mental fatigue.
0: Yeah, so I think that was um a, a really good element of it. You mentioned Carter Hart. What a game from him, yeah. honestly. Um he did, and you know, all the guys talked him up after the game. I, had to. Of, <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: you know, he made a ton of really key saves, definitely was screened on that second goal for yeah. the avalanche. So there was like little little to nothing he could have done. About that one, and um, his save percentage is back up into the top ten in the NHL overall. Um, goals against is different, but I think goals against is more. Well, no, that's a team stat. I never.
1: You, if you notice, I never bring that
0: up. The the save percentage, which is the more important one, is, is is back up into the top ten in the NHL. So love to see that from him, and I think he's really starting to get in the zone. He's in the zone in a
1: contract year. You know how guys are sometimes in contract years.
0: There is so much more to talk about with this game. Got to talk about the young guys. We got to talk about Travis Konechny, penalty Mm -hmm. shot, goal, and all uh, so much more. And we will do that coming up next. On tomorrow's show, we will have a preview of the Flyers versus the Nashville Predators. Um, and we will also be talking the High Valley Phantoms. They had their teddy bear toss game. Excited to talk about that one. As they had a great, go. I mean, a
1: great ice sculpture menorah. That was amazing.
0: Yeah, they did. They did. So really cool to see that. Happy Hanukkah, by the way, to all those who celebrate. Uh, in the meantime I want to get into a, a little bit about the younger guys in this game. Bobby brink to me just had a tremendous game overall you could see he was working really hard on the four check all game yeah. it came to into fruition um you know on one of his assists in that game um his chemistry with Tippett is really starting to to come into focus here. Um, the patience he had on that pass uh, mm-hmm. to Faraby was like just the vision. I, I'm so impressed with him, and I think he's building out a, a more complete game than maybe he had earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think right now his confidence is high, and you're getting some really good play out of him like that. You know, those are those are pro plays. I mean, he deserves to to be where he is, and. He keeps playing like that. He's going to have a good year.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. Um, With Owen Tippett, again, another uh, strong game from him. You know, we've talked about in the past that, you know, he wasn't really good at following up on plays and and things like that. But this year, that's turning around a little bit. And now we've seen it multiple times.
1: Yeah, he's better at following up his own rebounds, for sure. Um, I don't know about following up a shot, like if he takes a shot from a certain area. But if he's in close... He is doing better at that. And that definitely was a nice goal from him doing that. You know, he had a couple points. I I, I I, still don't know if I see a huge uptick right now, but there's an uptick. So that's good.
0: Yeah, I think it is good. And I think that the more chemistry that they build together, you know, the, the, they're going to help each other along. And I, I think that's a really good thing.
1: There's a certain segment of the Flyers fan base. And I kind of wonder when the coach has to admit the team looks better with Morgan Frost in there. They just, when he's in there, the puck moves better up the ice. Uh, there's scoring chances, the passing. At some point, somebody has to admit this because it's almost like there are some fans now that have, been tur- that have turned on him. Like, I get, I get messages like, oh, he's not this or he's not that, not intense enough. Not, you know, it's like, and you know that they're getting that because the coach doesn't feel that. But it would be nice if once in a while the coach could acknowledge a good game from Frost if he, if he feels like it
0: and it didn't really show up on the scoreboard again but he did we so much assist. good puck, yeah yeah the puck movement from him to your point was really good very good um yeah i was i was impressed with that and i think even zamula had a, a pretty solid game like
1: i don't think he's been as bad as advertised i'm going to be honest yeah. about that i just don't
0: yeah i think like he did not make like any significant mistakes in this game no. um i think he made a couple really good heads up plays Uh, to corral the puck and and get it out of the defensive zone. So I I was really, like, impressed with Zamula's game. So I think, like, in terms of looking at some of the younger guys on the team, I thought that was um, a really good all-around effort from all of them in this one.
1: Yeah, it would have been nice if one other younger player could have gotten some time. But okay, I agree.
0: And then Travis Konechny, of course. Um, I, I really feel like Travis Konechny is, like, the the soul of this team in a lot he is. of ways yeah where like so goes Travis Konechny, so goes the flyers like if you right. look at where he's been scoring a lot you see it's in games where the flyers have a lot of momentum and i think he just sort of carries the team like they're drafting off him in terms of his energy and and what he brings i mean that that like penalty shot goal just completely lifted the whole team
1: it did i mean he yeah there's no question he energizes the team he's the catalyst he's the most important guy on the team right now it's not to say sean couturier is playing bad atkinson's almost playing bad like for the last couple of weeks um oh man that like
0: two on one where he didn't score i was just like oh cam Cam." yeah but
1: Connecty's just not had a lull at all again really the only thing and this happened last year too the only thing that derailed it was injury and you just hope he stays healthy because He's playing the same hockey as last year really was better than like a little bit of a notch above the rest of his career, which was always good and it was even better. So you just hope he stays healthy.
0: Yeah. 16 goals. He's in the top 10 in the NHL and goals scored now, Um, certainly reaping the rewards of all of that um, hard work. Uh, Another little maybe unsung hero of this game is Scott Lawton because he took a ton of faceoffs yeah. in this game. Lots was 62% from the dot in this game. And um, he also had the third most time on ice of the team for this game. And I think it was because of the way they were doing the forward rotation. That's, that's why it turned out that way. But um, yeah, Lots winning 62%. Coots was 56%. He's slowly getting better and better and stronger yes. out there as well. But um, I do want to give Scott Lawton a little bit of credit in this game.
1: Well, I think we have to acknowledge something. Like, he deserves, deserves the credit. But he is a John Tortorello player. And if Torts is going to finish out his coaching here, then honestly, Scott Lawton should be the captain, even over Sean Couturier. That is no slight yeah. against Couturier. It's just Lawton does these other things that, basically anything he's asked to do. Like anything. And if it even seems crazy like playing double shifting at center, he does it. Yep. And so like this is where I think John needs to just make him captain. I don't understand why he's not.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny because like I talked uh to Keith Jones in the presser for the outdoor game yeah. back then. And I mentioned Sean Couturier as a possible captain option to him then, but that, that outdoor game would be a good opportunity to name a captain Right. overall. And, you know, he just kind of looked at me with a sly grin and I, I'm like, uh, I know Torts doesn't want to do it, but that would be a tremendous atmosphere in order to name the captain. I so just think I'm going
1: hit- that's all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so whoever it is, I think that would be an amazing opportunity.
1: They're both deserving. I just feel like, I don't know, like there's no more Scott Lawton, Lawton could do as a hockey player. There's He's doing as much as he could possibly do.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. So I just want to make sure we talked about him a little bit. No, uh, I agree. In, in relation to this game. Uh, of course, there was like limited special teams time in this game flyers got the job done on the penalty kill uh, though carter hart was a huge part of that oh, as yeah. well um and they were 0 for 1 on the power play but yeah only getting one shot at it um yeah. you know don't want to judge too harshly there so i think like overall this was a really smartly played game by the mm-hmm. flyers they took advantage of things where they needed to they were smart defensively. They had a really good strategy going into it and they executed and we got goals and really heads up play from a variety of players on this team. All in all, I, I would call this like a, an A win. Yeah, I mean, no reason not to. But uh, really excited to see if they can carry this into Nashville, which we will talk about on tomorrow's show in the meantime it is monday so we will be talking about our nemesis of the week and we will do that coming up next
1: you know that feeling when your favorite flyers player scores a hat trick if you want to get that feeling when a hundred times your money play daily fantasy hockey on the sleeper app as the official daily fantasy app of the locked on NHL network sleepers are top choice for daily fantasy sports especially daily fantasy hockey fans can also play daily fantasy NFL NBA MLB and college football on sleeper and entries can be made in under a minute with elite players like Connor McDavid Sidney Crosby Austin Matthews plus new guys like Connor Bedard all you need to do is make more or less picks on stats for these stars choose from stats like goals assists saves plus minus and more To win 100 100 times bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You Herbie Flyers fans, you could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get a $100 match, up to a $100 match, on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability.
0: Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league like Locked On NHL. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube to subscribe. For our nemesis of the week, uh, last week, you know, we talked about this road trip Uh, We were facing three different kinds of teams. And I think, you know, for me, I was looking at can they make the adjustments between a young up and coming team like Arizona, a cup contender like Colorado and then Nashville, which has had some significant success recently, uh, but in a completely different way with a top goaltender and, you know, preparing for each game in this road trip in a very different way to match up appropriately. We've had two of the three games. They have won two of those games, you know, both of them. And I think they did prepare for each of them correctly and had the right strategy for each game. You can see how they executed on that strategy. To me, this bodes well for the game against Nashville. But, you know, obviously you have to do the work to get into it. Um, I think that, you know, as we look ahead to this week, we've got that Nashville game that they're playing the Caps who have found success, the Red Wings who have found some success um, this season. And I I think, you know, the challenges and and the ability to adjust um, and the focus on can they adjust will continue, right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So my nemesis for this week then is dealing with this changing expectations or potentially changing expectations. Um, I think the Flyers are getting more and more eyes on this team as they've been winning more games. Like people are uh, around the national media and like Mm -hmm. national conversations are saying, is this Flyers team good? And just asking like that basic question – they're looking not only at the fact that they're winning, but they're looking at how they are winning. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, right now they've been sort of playing with house money and that the expectations were extremely low. Will those expectations change and how will the team deal with it? I think it is a, an interesting thing to look at over the next month, you know, four to six weeks of games.
1: Yeah. I think um, you'll have a little better idea at that point. I do think, this has happened before where all of a sudden, you know, people start paying attention. And then if they were to drop, then you get these Eagles fans that say, well, you know, now that the Eagle season's over, we were going to all pay attention to the fly- flyers and they're not doing as well. I, you know, you can't count on these things every year. So like, I know there's Eagles fans that pay very little attention to the flyers until that season's over. I would hope they would, you know, people would pay more attention all the time. Like it's hot to hockey. Cause it's always, it's a great sport, but you know, this town's a little weird with that. So they still haven't really captured Philly yet. They captured their fans, but not Philly yet. So we'll see, We'll you know, how long that might take. I'm going to go out with the, um, my nemesis of the week is going to be, people can look it up. There's a, a David Perron hit uh, against Artem Zub that happened. Uh, Dylan Larkin, you know, captain of the Red Wings, wasn't hit in a, terrible way in the sense that it was dirty but he got hit by two different guys and he's had neck trouble in the past and he got carried off the ice with his neck sort of hanging and I know I'm a guy that has had neck trouble for many many years and so you feel bad and you know that when Larkin gets back it's probably going to bother him all year now the problem is then plays long dead David Perron goes up and he basically hits Artem Zub with his stick and I forget how he did it maybe up high and, and it's like why if you're going to retaliate then you're better off retaliating in another game but to do it like that david perron needs like a 10 or a 15 game suspension because you can't do it like that and players will defend david perron because they'll be like look their plus you know our best player is you know is hurt you have to you know stick up for your player but you're sticking up for something that was a clean hit like guys get injured And that is my nemesis of this. It's like, I I love players that stick up for other players, but this injury didn't occur because of dirty hits, but then there were dirty hit after was the so-called, well, this is, you know, how to be done because, you know, our player, our captain got, got hurt.
0: Yeah. It's, it's always tough because that's kind of the mantra of hockey, right? Is you stick up for your guy and you have to retaliate in some way. You know, I think we're seeing, because of the emphasis on reduction of fighting, we're seeing mm-hmm. these retaliatory hits yeah. in a lot of ways instead of that, and that could be causing more problems in the long run. It's something I think that the league has to look at.
1: Yeah, I was told that by players year ago, years ago, that if you curb that, that stick infractions and things like that would go up. But I still think we're in the 21st century, and players now have to have a different take on the game. This was. 20 years ago that players told me that has nothing changed really
0: i don't know i think it's changed with some people and not with others and um i think it'll take some time you know in terms of when coaches and management age out and we get more younger guys in those positions who have grown up with a different sort of game i think that's
1: yeah that's important to say i think you're right
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I think that is uh, something to keep an eye on. I think the Flyers have been generally pretty good about that. Um, Yeah, they're
1: good at it because they haven't jumped anybody that gave a clean hit to one of their guys just because they're down. So I think they've been good about it.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. So that is that is a good thing to see there. Uh, That will do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, talking about the Nashville Predators and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms who had a split weekend, uh, including that teddy bear toss game that I mentioned earlier. Uh, Should be a lot of fun. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We will have a mailbag segment this week. So send those questions in. Via Twitter at Locked on Flyers. you can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I am Rachel. I'm on the app, formerly known as Twitter, at R-Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: Have a great day, everyone.